What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, episode 30. Now, we don't know if you guys heard, but some awesome, really cool Star Wars fans made an edit of The Last Jedi where they cut out all the women. So we thought, that sounds like a cool idea. Let's do Black Series Rebels without sweaty loser nerd man babies. doesn't work no it doesn't work no it's really not that good mm -mm. don't be a dummy dummy yeah stop being a Ugh. dummy dummy Annoying. just knock it off relax guys now we're here for some fun are you ready it's our 30th episode and in celebration of our 30th episode we've got another epic giveaway to give away and this week guys we're giving away not one not two not three but four figures and not just any figures we're giving away four Deluxe figures. We are giving away all four of The Last Jedi Deluxe figures. We've got the Walmart exclusive Kylo Ren. We have got the Target exclusive Luke. We have got the GameStop exclusive Snoke. And more importantly, we've got the Toys R Us exclusive Ray. So, if you want a chance to win this Deluxe giveaway, you gotta do a couple of things. You gotta like this video, you gotta subscribe to this channel and leave the comment hashtag BSR30. Once again, if you wanna win this Epic Deluxe giveaway, you gotta like this video, subscribe to the channel, and leave the hashtag BSR30. Now, for more information on this giveaway, check out the show notes. Man, woo, that's a good giveaway, man. Once again, just like generous. Just giving out the Star Wars goodwill. Toys. Hey. Now, you know who's not giving out goodwill? <laughs> who's not giving out uh, goodwill? YouTube. Oh, really? Uh, so this is going to be really boring. We're going to get into the Star Wars, I swear. But it's important for us to kind of get this out at the top of the show. YouTube's been doing some stuff to change uh, how the partnership agreement for YouTube creator works. Now, what that means is once you reach a certain threshold on YouTube, they unlock all of the really cool features for the show, like end cards and additional websites and merchandise promotion and things like that. Things that are really vital to a show like ours to help us get all of the opportunities for people to engage with Black Series Rebels out there. Now, unfortunately, YouTube has decided to shoot that threshold very high. Very, very high. However, the last threshold was you needed to have 10,000 total views. We crossed that in like four episodes, four or five episodes. We did we did well. However, this next one is a little tougher. You have to have 4,000 hours of watch time. That's hours. That you watch. guys are watching our yeah, videos. Which means we need 4,000 people to sit and watch an hour of Black Series Rebels, which is hard considering we only have 1,600 subscribers. Now, I've done the math. We're about 3,300 hours, which is actually a lot closer than I thought we would be. Now, what that would mean is, uh, if you guys haven't watched an interview or checked out some of our older episodes, or if you just watched this for the giveaway and you're like, great, I'm gonna enter in those figs and these guys are boring and they're just gonna leave, now might be a good time to help us raise money for those giveaways and all this stuff. Maybe just let this episode play through. Hit it, it on mute. Maybe, no, well, I encourage you to watch it. <laughs> actually watch it, but if you got stuff to do, Throw it on mute. 
I don't really care. But Or share it with a friend. Help us grow this audience. We have about two months before YouTube's going to pull a lot of the things away from this channel that help, help us keep it cutting edge and sort of keep up with stupid channels like PewDiePie and who's that dude who filmed the dead body? I don't know. They're not on YouTube anymore. Are they not? Jerks. Dummies being dummies. These guys suck. But those guys made it hard for normal, cool, sweaty dudes to just make a cool YouTube channel. So, long story short, check out an episode you haven't watched yet. Uh, just share with your friends. Help us get the word out. Again, we'll cross it at some point, but I would love to not have to pull away some of the features that help us keep this show to a production quality that we like to keep this show at. So, now that all that boring YouTube talk is out of the way, hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? Man, what's going on this week in Star Wars news? Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's going on this week in Star Wars news? Oh, you know, just Ryan Johnson holding the screening of American Graffiti, doing a little Q&A afterwards at LACMA here in L.A. last week. And, you know, you met him. You got him to sign a one of our stickers of... Oh! You mean this sticker? I mean that sticker, buddy. Mm -hmm. Good job. Thanks. In Ryan We Trust. In a giant gold gaudy frame. With a nice velvety orange backdrop mm -hmm. in the it's frame. Not, it's, to be fair, it's not velvet. It's felt. Uh, I had trouble finding orange velvet squares, but Michael's had felt for kids to cut Nice. Out, so. Tight. Nice. And Ryan, we trust. Yes, we do. Tell us about it. It was fun, man. Like, I'd, I've seen American Graffiti, but it had been a while since I had watched it. Plus, too, it's been a while since I'd watched it without the distraction of, like, a device. So it was nice to just sit and watch American Graffiti on the big Sis screen. Cisco went with Cisco you? Cisco went with us. We sat in the front row. Shout out to Colin, who sat next to us. He's a fan of the show. Um, it was cool. It, it, was, it was crazy to sort of see how passionate he was about Lucas's early work. It was fun watching American Graffiti. I forgot how much energy and vibrance that movie has. Also, how completely inappropriate that movie is for where we're at right now in a social and political spectrum. Like, there were multiple points in that movie where everyone was like, Ugh. Didn't you say Ryan came out afterwards and was, was like, I like, forgot what a dick Ron Howard is in this movie. <laughs> like, he basically is like, oh, you know you want it. I leave for school in one day. This is what you're gonna leave me with? not sex you know you want it it was so like ooh, like it was very very like ah okay yeah like it was a little like it was not it was and obviously ron howard's not really like that in sure. person we I mean we just i'm making yeah. the assumption uh but we're able to separate ron howard from that but it was interesting to watch a movie that now watching it you take sort of a different thing out of it than you do than you did when you first saw American Graffiti in the 90s as a teenager. But it was cool, like, I'm sorry, Ryan, I totally sweated out. Like, once he was done, he got flooded by paparazzi trying to get him to sign, like, Last Jedi posters and all that good stuff. And uh, I ran up and I was like, Ryan, I'm sorry. We did this picture sticker of you with your big dome forehead and your little baby face like and he was just like oh my god 
gosh, I love you guys. I love this. He was super generous. He took a photo with it and then he signed a separate one I had there. I wanted to get one signed for the set and I always had the intention of putting it in a big dumb gold frame and then I gave him a, a hero's journey Luke set. He's got a grumpy Luke. He's got a grumpy Luke. And I said, there's a grumpy Luke pin on there. And he goes, grumpy Luke, the best Luke. And just went back <laughs> to signing people's stuff. It was a really short interaction, but it meant a lot to me to sort of be able to like know that he finally got a sticker. And I'm sure it went into a pile with all the other stuff fans have given him over the last two years of being a director in Star Wars. And we'll continue to give him. But Ryan... Maybe throw one on the hard drive that's holding the new trilogy. Yeah. Because in Ryan, we trust. Yes, I'm we gonna do. I'm going to keep pushing that narrative. Well, I just got to say, he sounds like a really awesome guy, and I'm so stoked that you got him a sticker, man. Dude will not take a compliment. No. Like, won't, won't take a compliment. I think uh, Jen Yamamoto, she was the, um, the moderator, and she was trying to, like, compliment him. <laughs> it was like... No. Like, he just won't. <laughs> no. Like, he won't take it. Which did two things for me. One, it makes me feel really shitty that, like, he's getting so much flack on social media. It's like, the dude doesn't need you to tell him he's not the most amazing thing on the sun. He already thinks that about himself. He's already a very humble guy. So you saying, like, you ruined my Star Wars, which it's not your Star Wars, isn't doing anything. Second of all, like... It makes me happy to know that like a true fan that really respects this mythology and respects the world is running it and a humble one at that. So also makes me know why our stickers probably drive him crazy because he's probably like, I don't want to be like idolized as this like, I mean, we're basically making him into a saint, like a Catholic saint, right? That's our joke. It's yeah. the joke we do. But it's what the galaxy in Star Wars did to this mythic figure of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, now we're doing, we're jokingly doing it to Ryan Johnson. And it's, I hope he knows that it's all in good fun. Like, I don't want him to feel like we're putting him on this crazy, weird pedestal. But it was, he was very generous. He really likes the stickers. So I have it on good authority that he has one on his car. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> what else is going on this well, week? Well, speaking Star Wars of Ryan news? Johnson, thinking about the care and respect he has for this franchise, Ryan Johnson was on the Empire Film Podcast. Uh, you can check it out on iTunes. Um, it's their Last Jedi sort of spoiler breakdown. And the first 20 minutes of it is a sit down interview with Ryan um, and the guys over at Empire. And um, I got to tell you, man, it was if you haven't listened to it, definitely check it out. It was a very, very awesome listen. This is a, like I walked away from that interview going, this is a guy who genuinely and thoughtfully cares about Star Wars. And he put so much of that care and that love into really figuring out his story of The Last Jedi. And he goes through some, uh, some of his big ideas for the movie. Mm -hmm. um, one of which, you know, Ryan's always talking about sort of, in, especially in The Last Jedi, the whole theme of it, um, letting the past die. You know, and one of the things he kind of, he kind of breaks down in this interview is sort of how, you know, Luke and Kylo's perspectives in this movie are actually at the beginning of it at least are very much similar it, it's it's all about letting the past die burn it down forget it it's time for the jedi to die um and you know if you remember yoda in it yoda sort of says to luke you know 
stop wallowing in the destruction destruction of those books. Like remember them, remember the best parts of them, and take that and sort of build upon those things and stop wallowing in the past, but you know, build upon it. And Ryan says that's essentially where Luke, where Ray's character kind of lands in the film. Yeah. That seems to be the big thing she's taking away from all of this, which is you don't forget about the past, you learn from it. Uh, that's really interesting because, and again, I'm not trying to make our comment section angry, but that to me, all of this is kind of really summed up in that throne room scene. I think the throne room scene and the Yoda scene, the Yoda scene with Luke and the throne room scene with Kylo and Rey, those all are kind of like, the big picture of The Last Jedi is really laid out on the platter for you in those scenes. And I think where I'm really seeing this point hit home is really in that moment where, like, Snoke's dead, they fight all the Praetorian guards, and Kyle, she's like, stop the fleet. And you have this moment where, like, this is where Ben has the choice, right? The big choice. And you think he's being, like, let the past die. Let the Jedi end. Let all of it end. Let it end. Let it end. We'll start something new. But he says one key thing. There's one key thing to me that Ben says in that. And he says, together, you and I can rule the galaxy. That right there is not letting the past die. That is following into the same trap that Vader fell into. The same trap that all these power-hungry people fall into. Right? And Ray goes, don't do this. Like, don't, don't, we're, I, you're not supposed to go this way. And a lot of people are really having trouble with this idea of like, yeah, but Ben can still be redeemed, right? Listen, fool me once, you killed your dad. Fool me twice, you still let the fleet die. You killed your master, good on you, but it was only because you want to be in charge of the big bad space Nazis. And then you want to blow me out of my spaceship and you still want to kill your tutor. You don't really care that your mom's in there. Now you're just like, you're willing to go all in on this like evil path. So I think there's something really to glean from that, which is this idea of like, Ray is hope. Yeah. Ray is forward. Ray is progress. Kylo is not that. The only way... Like, Ray won't fall into his. She's not going to go backwards, especially not in the third movie. No. No. So, the te the, the, Ray had her test and she passed. Kylo failed his test. Ray passed her test. Well, right? it's almost like as much as Kylo wants to kill the past, he's still so, like, just stuck in it. Yeah, I don't even think he wants to kill the past. He wants to be in charge. Yeah. He wants to kill all the people that don't let him be Darth Vader. That's what he means by kill the path. Kill all the people who won't let me do what I want to do. You know what I mean? That's what Kylo wants to do. Like, And I know I know that's like a really controversial, which I'm really surprised it's so controversial. This idea of people being like, no, Ben isn't, like, is Ben redeemable? Yes. Paul Dini talked about it. He could, but like at this point he has to die. Right? Yeah. He has to die. He has to die at this point. Like, yeah. And it's going to be a martyr. Homie had his chance. chance. And yeah. he had his second chance. And he still... He still decided, no, I want to kill all these people. And he doubles down even more. He's even more in that past. He's even more trying to be Darth Vader poser kid. Now shoot that piece of junk out of this guy. Like I love it. I love I love that they went that they went that way. I didn't want 
I didn't want. Can you imagine? That throne room scene would have zero impact if she was like, don't do this. And he goes, okay. <laughs> Stops the fleet and then goes off to them. And then it's like, Hux is like, we'll get him. And then Kylo's just throwing around Hux with the force. Like, oh, there's nobody formidable yeah. for them to fight. It's like, spoiler alert. There's nobody formidable for them to fight. And I think that's why people are so mad about the Snoke being dead. Because now, like, fully, and then making Hux a buffoon, that's basically doubling down on this idea that Kylo's the bad guy. So, it's funny that you mention that, because one of the other things that Ryan talks about in this podcast is, um, you know, they, they talk to him about, in particular, the throne room scene. They talk to him about, um, you know, the Snoke and the backstory and all of that. And he's like, look, Andy Serkis, you know, plays him so you know juicy like he's like it's just so juicy and i i love it but like dude at that the end can of i the, just that moment where he goes skywalker lives and like shoots the electricity and makes him go flying every time i go fuck snoke's awesome yeah and i totally forget that he's a throwaway <laughs> well yeah no and he, and he and he says look you know at the end of the day really what he wanted to do was is sort of break apart this uh this emperor vader sort of emp you know um, Sith apprentice sort of thing and set up this just this pure like where are we going to go with this villainy next like in Kylo like to him the, he says the more important story there the interesting story was this villain How Kylo, evil Kylo and, and now that he's sort of you know restacked the deck by getting rid of this there yeah. must only be two sort of thing, which Ryan doesn't quote the there must only be two, but, you know, he, he basically says, like, I mean, imagine what that is going to be in the next movie, just this kid with all that power and villainy and that we have not seen And super Star scary weapons yet. at his... Yeah, I you mean, know? again, that's, like, that's what I'm talking about. Kylo's my favorite part of this movie. I love Kylo in this movie. He might be my favorite part of the franchise now. He's a like, great, like, Alex Rubens has been saying this since Force Awakens. Kylo Ren is the most interesting character in Star Wars ever. Because it's the Skywalker saga, too. Like, and he's... And maybe they'll prove me wrong, and he can have a great redemption moment. But do we really want the exact same movie? Like, then it's the exact same movie. If they hop on their Force time call, and they're talking yeah. back and forth, and it's like... Hey, why didn't you turn? I'm sorry about that. I'm so alone on this ship. You're not alone. No, you're alone. We're so alone. Oh my God, it's raining. There's rain on my glove. But you like, could just choose to I, do the good thing. You, okay, this time I swear. I'll you choose. promise? Okay, I'm coming back you to the ship. Like, you don't I'm, have your fingers crossed, do you? Okay, I'm going back to the ship. Okay. She flies back to the ship. The exact They're in the exact same room, like the burn down room. They go, he goes like, okay, I swear I'm going to turn this. You way. promise? And then she goes, great, let's go. And he goes... But what about us ruling the galaxy? And she goes, God damn it, Kylo. Gets back in her little pod. And, and Chewie's like, how many times I got to tell you? Chewie talks. Just let me take him out. Chewie speaks Chewie's in like, English. like, let me take him out. Chewie speaks English in this movie. Yes. He's just like, how many times do I have to tell you, Ray? Fool you once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you. And now, okay, it's been three times now, Ray. And then everyone on the internet's like, Ben, Ben is going to be good. It's like, guys, he's bad. Homie's bad. He's doubled down. And it's okay that he's bad, and you can still like him when he's bad. I love him when he's bad. I can't wait. 
for like Ray to just literally slice his head off. Like it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be really powerful and really sad. We're going to really feel when this villain, when he dies, it's going to be, we're going to be very conflicted because we're going to be so happy that this evil character is dead, but we're also going, man, we really like that Ben Solo character. It's Well, and that's the thing is it's giving him a humanistic quality that you just never really got with Vader or any of the other bad guys in the Star Wars universe. I, and the other thing I always want to talk to about with this idea of Ben being redeemed and Rey taking him back, I always just want to flip it and go, how would you truly feel if after Anakin choked Padme, liar, fucking throws her on the ground, you're breaking my heart. Like the whole, that whole acting aside, the power of that scene, she has the kids, he doesn't burn up on Mustafar, and comes back, he's like, hell, I'm really sorry. Can we still lesson. be, can we be husband and wife? And they ended up together, you'd be like, what the fuck? You would be like, that's the way this ends? Like, so my point is, like, you have to separate yourself from that headcanon and look at what the, like, I went into it, remember going, I, I hate the idea of them having any sort of romantic thing. I'm totally sold. I'm totally sold with their romantic connection in this movie. Ryan actually touched upon that in, in the interview as well. He, he talks about how that scene where... The shirt off. Well, no, he holds his hand out in yeah. the throne room. And she turns him down. He's like... And, and, and he says, Adam Driver pulled it off. It was He had to play... He kind of does this... Like, moment... And, it, and he says it's kind of like when a guy finally gets the balls to ask a girl out on a date and she turns him down. Is He yeah. kind of equates it to that. I think it's I more... I still don't think that that means they're going to like... I think that Kylo loves her because he wants her power. I think he loves the idea of having the two most powerful people in the galaxy ruling the galaxy. He wants that. I don't think Kylo wants to put away the power and settle down on Tatooine with Rey. Do you know what I mean? No, not he, at all. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be good for Rey. He wants Rey to be bad for him. But, um... I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think Kylo is like... Because clearly he doesn't want that. Because no. he had the choice. He makes the choice. That's like Captain Obvious. Kylo clearly doesn't want to turn for Rey. He wants Rey to turn for him. So now the question is, will Rey ever turn for him? No. All right. All right. Well, moving on, but we're still in the throne room. Um, they asked the question to Ryan, you know, well, what happened to the Knights of Ren? Why aren't they in this movie? Well, I'm actually curious. <laughs> Why aren't they in this movie? He goes, oh, they're out there. No, Ryan's like, well, there's already a lot going on in this movie. And he's like, I thought about it. And he's like, I, I guess I could have made them the Praetorian Guards. But then knowing in my head that Kylo's got to kill, all, kill of them, all of them. Then they're like, then then I, they're then like then more this, Snokes. Then there's this whole thing where it's like I got to like give all this other backstory and all this other thing and I just he's like I just don't have time but like I'm really excited to see what JJ might do if he has them in there and 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 what goes on with that he leaves a little nugget he leaves the handful of my students like yeah. he leaves the nugget and I think do honestly you know what if the title of episode 9 is master of the knights of ren or the knights of ren 
Revenge of the Wren. No, <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steve. Don't call Good night, us. We'll everybody. call you. Knights of Wren, though. Oh, God, everyone will be like, Knights of the Old Republic! I would love them to do it, call it Knights of Wren, and call it K-O-R, and then call, make that like the working title. So everyone's like, Knights of the Old Republic. And then they go, it's called Knights of Wren, and everyone just fucking blows up their computers. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's something cool there about sort of establishing that, like, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be, like, Rise of the Resistance or... Rebellion. Oh, yeah, the Rebellion. It'll be Rise of the Rebellion or something yeah. like that. Yeah, interesting. He also kind of talks about Snoke, and it's one of those things where... Oh, we already talked about that. Sorry about that. Um, you can always talk more about Snokey. Nothing. He just, you know, he goes, it'd be really weird. He's like, look, like, I really wanted to explore the villainy like I already touched upon. But the other thing was, he's like, could you imagine if Snoke's in the middle of this thing and Ray's there... And all of a sudden, Snoke starts going on this like long like monologue in the middle of it about how he made of maybe it used to be this person and now he's this person and he's this and that and he's like the scene would have just like Ray would have just stand there looking at him like who, and the scene would have just like fell flat and he's like quite honestly, it would have gotten cut in the editing bay anyway. So like, you want to know you want to know, know if Star Wars fans wrote that scene, what it would be. This is coming to... Oh, uh, God. I'm going to improvise go. this bitch. Here we go. If Star Wars fans wrote the throne room scene between Snoke, Rey, and Kylo, it would go like this. Snoke would say, Kylo, thank you for bringing your now girlfriend to my throne room. I, nice to meet you, Rey Solo Skywalker. Oh, by the way, you're also cousins and siblings. And a Kenobi. Did I mention I'm also Darth Plagueis? And these Praetorian guards, they all remove their helmets. This is Ezra. This is Hera. This is Kanan. And it's all the rebels. They all the rebels people play the Praetorian guards. And he just goes, now. I am Darth Plagueis. And then everyone goes, oh, who? The whole audience goes, who? And then they go, let's fight. And they go, no, we're getting married. And they hop on the Millennium Falcon. And he's now he's wearing a Han Solo outfit. And they go off. And that's the end of the movie. Love it. Love it. Make it. So good. Check we know, the gate. We know everything about Snoke. We know that Rey and Kylo are together. But they're also related. The entire Rebel squad shows, shows up. up. Oh, and then Phasma at the very end goes, by the way, I'm Boba Fett. And then winks at the camera. And then, then, then cue. And then Mark Hamill jumps in with his green lightsaber and just starts doing flips. Like he's not even fighting shit. He's just doing like fucking turtle. It's like Yoda and Yoda. Clones. Imagine if Yoda, but Dooku's not there. Yes. Like, you know, like <laughs> he's just fighting no one. He's like, I'm here. And they're like, oh, Luke, you missed it. And he's like, fuck, I'll be back in episode nine to ignite that green. You know what I mean? Like, you can't please oh, anybody. I love, I love it. Oh, well, my God, I made so much money made in China. So much more money in China. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's the greatest pitch oh. ever. Ryan, if you're listening, we wrote the throne room oh, for you. Oh, my God, I love it. I love it. Um, he also goes on to talking about sort of, you know, the first thing that he, he had to write about um, or figure out was, why is Luke on this island? You know, and yeah. he's thinking to himself, he's like, look. The Luke Skywalker I know isn't a coward. Would have gone to save Han Solo. And he, and he wouldn't have run. And, he, you know, there's a reason he's on this island. And what is it? And he talks about how he really kind of had to put his 
his feet in those shoes and really come up with a logical reason why. And, you know, he basically talks about how, you know, Luke's there because, you know, Luke realizes that the whole galaxy kind of is put the Jedi and this myth of Luke Skywalker on this, this like sort of false hero, this false God. And, um, you know, he really, you know, Luke felt that he needed to, which is a um, meta moment yeah. for the way fans look at Luke Skywalker. Exactly, exactly. And sort of how um, eventually um, Luke has to sacrifice himself um, on this grand epic level to sort of reignite this hope in the galaxy. You know, I'm just spouting the obvious if you've seen the movie, but, you know, Ryan says, you know, he, he had to sacrifice himself so that there would be hope again and um basically luke is the you know he talks about how luke is trying to it's in the beginning of the opening credits the whole spark that ignites the luke is the spark luke is the spark he's always been the spark yeah he's always the spark um luke and leia are the spark i would say yeah luke and leia to me will always be the spark but i also would say that one of the great messages of the last jedi is that like it's that phrase we are the spark he's yes. doing this so that we can be the spark we all have the opportunity to be the heroes now and that's really hard for fans to like digest they want this idea of like no it's this luke. one person luke it's luke luke's the hero luke backflips in ignites the green like does his thing like kills them all yeah that's all great but again like there's a great thread um by a Star Wars uh, Twitter guy, I think his name's Brian Young. Sorry if I got your name wrong. I think that's who it is. And he wrote a whole thing about J.J. <clears throat> wrote Luke Skywalker when he doesn't go save Han. When he doesn't leave, he leaves Cloud City. When he leaves Cloud City to save Han and Leia, that's the Luke we all know. He doesn't go save Han. So clearly he has a real reason of being on that island. And who, who, what's Ray gonna say? Yeah. Like, who the, who are you? Which, by the way, I tweeted this. We didn't even talk about this in the last one, which is like the very first thing we ever heard Ray say, ever, was in the official Force Awakens trailer. And it's Maz Kanata goes, Who are you? She goes, I'm no one. Told her, we all knew who it was. It's our own fault. It's our own fault. We all built it up to be something big and went down the spiral. Um, yeah, a couple small other things. He says that Kathleen Kennedy was actually the one that had the idea for wanting to see Leia use force powers. Um, they ask him, well, we've never really seen her do it before, and now all of a sudden she's able to just pull herself through space and this and that. And he, he basically goes, look, I equate it to you hear those stories of, you know, a child being stuck under a car and all of a sudden a mom gets like Hulk strength and is able to lift the car up he's like I, I, he's like that's what i equate it to it's not a thing of being able to just willy-nilly move objects and whatever whenever you want it, it, it's sort of this thing that's always been inside of her and she sort of wills it naturally and not just sort of you know i think they're just fans or people are weird we're weird where they apply science to science fiction and people will always have this weird bug in their water about surviving in space without oxygen like that's this that's the simple thing there i think i i don't know if that's the 
the coolest way they could have done it. I think it probably would have been cooler if like they shoot that room. I mean, they have the technology and have her just go like, Whoo, and like stop yeah. everything and like hold the ship together with the force as they're all running in and then they all escape. And then she lets go of it and the whole thing explodes. Then you don't get this weird, the Mary Poppins thing that everyone's making fun of. I, I think that like, and that, that actually makes sense to me that Kathleen Kennedy would pitch that because everybody wants to see that. And then that also makes sense why we got what we got. Because Ryan goes, okay, cool. And then he puts something in there that maybe he didn't initially have a lot of passion for, this idea. And that's what he comes up with. And he goes, yeah, that's cool. And kind of like, I'm sure he was really passionate about the choice. Sure. I don't think he threw that in there for the sake of Kathleen Kennedy. But if it didn't naturally, like, if the seed didn't grow from his own sort of idea, yeah. that, that would make sense to me that maybe that part feels, even in the way it's cut, also, too, the unfortunate thing about that part is it also has all the real-life baggage that yeah. goes along with it. So, like, it's such a powerful moment watching her explode into space and float that I think everyone in that theater was just like, I really hope she just dies right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know I was like, man, I really hope she dies right here because this is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I really want it to just end. I want her to end floating in space. Do, 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 do. That's all I wanted. I was like, this is great. And yeah. then she flies back in and I remember going, oh, oh. I was like, whoa. And then I will still go, why didn't she fade away when Luke fades away? Then all problems are yeah. solved there. But again, it's not my movie and it's not my Star Wars. So True. They also talk about how after New Year's, after she pa carried passed away, um, they all kind of regrouped and they went looking through all the scenes and everything. And they were like, we have like um, nine easy and ways to they were like, this. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Ryan really kind of was like, we've got such a complete performance from her. And at the end of the day, there's no way in hell we're losing that scene of Luke and her back together. You don't have to lose that, though, if she disappears when he fades away. So. Um, <laughs> but then again, they might go, does it make sense? Because yeah. it's like, she's not expelling. But then again, what if, oh, shit. What if it turns out? from space she was using the forest to project herself for that whole movie mm. oh my god people would lose their minds if she had been doing that the whole people time lose their or shit. the whole time she was a force ghost people will lose their shit. the whole time she was a bluey force ghost oh my god uh, so one last thing the broom boy scene was not almost didn't make the movie in the original script for the Broom movie, kid? in the in the in the original script for the movie, Ryan Stable says genius? that it basically ends with all of them on the um, the ship, the ship, da -da, da -da, and, da -da. and Leia has her line about we're all that we need now, and he says in the script he wrote, and I, and what a beautiful like picture to end on with all of them sort of on the Falcon. The and, New Rebellion. And that was that. But he realized that... Episode 9, The New know, Rebellion. There's this thing about... like he, he The whole Broom Boy thing, he, he kind of equates it to sort of showing that, you know, these kids needed their Luke Skywalker action figure to... Totally. And you, you know, know what? I actually didn't put that have, together the first time I saw it. I was always, like, really distracted by the fact that he looks like the Ernest Scared Stupid Troll. <laughs> <laughs> With the Goro effect. Uh that's cool. And I, what the weird thing is, is uh, I went and saw it with Cody and his wife, Nana, who does our pins. And she actually was like, yeah, it's like a Luke Skywalker action figure. And I love it because Nana's not a huge like Star Wars fan. Yeah. But to have somebody who's 
totally fresh, like watching a Star Wars movie, picked that out. I was like, oh yeah, I take so much of my own shit into these movies. To someone just just a, a, a casual fan of the franchise watching and picking that out, I was like, tight. That's why I love Star Wars. Like, there's a stuff that even I, you know, sure. can't pick up on. Sure. You say it's a light news week, and then it's like, oh yeah, we had a thirty minute breaking well, down yeah, with but the it, director we, of yeah, Last Yeah, we did Jedi. a thirty minute breakdown of a twenty we minute do podcast. That. We're the but, only. We always you know. when we get to set, it's always like this is gonna be a light week, and then it's like an hour and forty five minute episode. Uh, we're actually bringing a, a, a classic segment back because we talked a lot about Kylo in the throne room. It's true. So we're going to be reviewing the Walmart exclusive Kylo Throne Room six inch black series. Let's take it back to that old classic segment review. <laughs> We have got a solid theme going this week. We're reviewing the Kylo Ren 6-inch throne room Walmart exclusive. Oh, so minty fresh. Woof. This guy is the best Kylo Ren figure. It is. Buddy, we haven't reviewed a Black Series figure in a while. Who are we? Uh, we're the Black Series Rebels. Yeah, let's review a Black Series let's figure. Let's review a Black Series figure. This figure's rad, dude. I was actually yeah. pumped when I got this in the mail from Wally Mart. It was, I was like, oh, this is actually a really cool figure. I didn't order it, and now after this is the first time I'm actually seeing it on set, and now I'm thinking to myself, I need to order this thing. <laughs> it's really cool. This is probably the best of the the four exclusive figures they had. They have Snoke, Rey, Kylo, and Luke. You guys know because we're giving them away this week. Uh, this is the... Man, this is my favorite of the four and maybe my favorite Last Jedi Black series that came out. It's really great. It's it's really awesome, man. It, it really is. I the mean, head sculpt's great with that, his little scar. His little, his scar to me looks a little like, uh, uh, like when you just gently cut meat. And it goes like, interesting. Meh. I like to refer to that as pastrami number nine at Togo's. Mm. Should we call this... The Kylo Ren number nine pastrami at Togo's. I think we should. All right. So our review, of <laughs> Mr. Stevie's like, why do we let He's these guys talk about Black kids, Series man. figures? Jeez Louise. I got to tell you, man, uh, what is it about when they make the individual lightsaber without the hilt or just the hilt and not this, the, the, the saber part a of it bonus? All? Like why? It's like ever since I was a kid, like when it's, it's still like my favorite accessory. It's just the saber without the blade. I don't know. I'm a freaking weirdo. Yeah, you are a weirdo. My favorite part of this figure is that hilt. Really? I'm a weirdo, man. Yeah. And I love all the details. Just that's so put he into can it. like hold it or like clip it on his belt? I don't know. I just love Maybe I'm gonna what turn are all... into, maybe I'm gonna turn into one of those collectors that like gets like little tiny dollhouse furniture and little tiny like milk cartons. Maybe and little I don't know. I think it's real, awesome. real quick, so uh Three things you can do with that lightsaber accessory with this Kylo. One. Pick your teeth? No, no. The actual, like, actually do, like, you've, oh, you've I can hang. I can put it in his hand. Okay, put it in his hand. I can hang it probably on his belt okay. loop. And I can pose him on the ground like he is in the throne room Like scene, in spinning And it? it's on the ground spinning? Okay, great. Now, question. Yes. Why pose him without it ignited in his hand? Like, because everybody's going to pose it with it lighted in his hand. I guess you could do this one. He turns the lightsaber. You could do the Snoke thing where he like, he's like, he's like, yeah, you could do the slide of hand. All right, I'm sold. Best accessory in this thing. 
Boom. Best accessory. Good call, Steve. I'm sold. <laughs> so glad I have this now. I'm totally going to be posing them in all kinds of ways without that blade ignited. Mr. Stevie's like, they knew what I was doing there. I love it. Yeah, I think this is my favorite of all of the Last Jedi Black Series we've had so far. Yeah, this is definitely my, this is the best one. He's got that ridiculous cape. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. I love I it. Love it. He's like a he's like buffer than he was in the previous figures. He kind of well, looks duh. little little Ben Swolo. Ben Swolo. He's been getting swolled out. <laughs> ben, hashtag Ben Swolo. Oh my God, I love Ben Swolo. I think this is a a real pickup. If you guys can get one, we're obviously giving one away this week. So if you're lucky enough to win, you're gonna get one. Uh, but man, yeah, this is a this is a good one, man. Do you know anybody that's opened up the Snoke throne room one? Uh, no. Does he come in like two pieces? No. Oh. No. The other cool thing about these, just to pick this up, is I really like the box art. Like Dude. Gregory Titus really killed the box they, art. They've been killing the box art like on the these bo figures like, for the last they're just, couple waves. They're starting to really like get like, when you're doing a figure like this expensive, it just helps. Like just this little bit. Like it really adds so much to it. So much more than like, I, dude, I mean, I really hate the red boxes now. When we get boxes like this, I go, man, the red boxes are really lame. What do you think the new color is going to be? I mean, it, now I definitely don't think it'll be red. Because we're going to get a new color box, right? You Probably think, blue. You, when do you think we'll get it? Or green. I think it'll depend on what the... Because uh, we've been on red for like three years now. We'll right? go through solo with red, I bet. Or maybe they'll go to yellow for solo. That would be really cool, but I don't think so like yellow or orange, but I don't think so. I think they're going to keep Black Series in this kind of box. But that color, like we're due. We've now been through three movies. Maybe they're just going to keep red. Please don't keep red. It looks so boring on my wall. God, it looks like I'm My Chemical Romance fan number one with all that black and red on my wall. Change the black and red. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Just crying in front of my figures. It's like eat like hot topic toys. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I say that, but this is reddish orange. This is Alliance Orange. This is a great figure, guys. I know once again we've basically delivered the most useless review because we love every Black Series yeah. figure. But we'll throw uh, some some assets up there. You guys can check them out. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram too. We'll have tons Hold of on. stuff. Hold on. Hold on. We have not done a toy review in God knows how long. And you're not going to do what you're going to rate this with and what you're going to give it? Homie, I did that the first thing out my I mind. know, but come on, man. All right. I know you guys have been waiting for this. But we have a new editor this week. He might not even know what he to do. He might not know, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, Jordan. You guys might get it. You might not. But this figure is oh, oh so minty, minty fresh. I'm retiring the Band-Aids and Asparagus, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, it Good sucks. Night. It really sucks. <laughs> now we're just doing oh-so-minty. Yes. Even Cisco's is better than... <laughs> yes. Cisco's Peachios. Cisco's Peachios. Is better than Asparagus and Band-Aids. Like, wherever that... By the way, new people that haven't watched the old episodes that just are coming forget about this, this one, just... We only review things it. based off the scale. Is it oh-so-minty-fresh? And this figure is oh-so-minty-fresh. Oh, so all right, so we have one more segment tonight. Uh, we didn't go through a little piece of news uh, because sure. we wanted to break it down. This will be our kind of our last conversation where we start bringing guests back in. John Schnepp will be next week from Collider and Collider Heroes, Heroes in the Schnepp Zone. 
the King Sweaty himself. Metaocalypse, Met right? Metaocalypse, yep, yep, which my favorite, one of my favorite cartoons. Uh, he's going to be here next week, but we're going to break down some fun stuff. So why don't we have a little conversation with, with ourselves? ourselves? Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What are we talking about this week? Uh, uh, <laughs> Solo! Yes! Ooh, can you believe, guys? We just got done with The Last Jedi, and we are about four months away from another Star Wars movie. Let the past die. Kill it Kill if you it. have to. Fine. Last Jedi's the best. <laughs> yeah. Four Let's months? Go. That's not a problem for me. Uh... So like a big ritual for me. Yeah. So many stupid rituals. <laughs> but Cisco was nice enough to get us these shirts at mm -hmm. Disneyland. And uh, like putting this on was sort of like, oh. I'm now in full on solo hype mode. Solo hype. Solo hype mode. Love it. So there's a chance we're getting that trailer on the Super Bowl. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Uh, if we're to believe the the fine folks over at Making Star Wars and Star Wars Newsnet and Jeremy Conrad at Furious Fanboys. And everybody on the Pretty internet. much everybody is saying, well, no, but there's also like people that are like, nope, good morning America, the week before the Super Bowl for sure. Yep. I think it's... And if this thing comes out tomorrow before this episode drops... Whatever. Whatever. Cool. We don't even care. Let's no let's make a deal right now. If the trailer drops between now and when we push this video, we leave this on and have just a completely pointless conversation about on solo. And you all have to watch and just laugh at us. I love it. So I think we're gonna get the trailer on the Super Bowl, and it makes perfect sense because it's shocking that we haven't had anything yet. I'm genuinely I'm shocked they didn't put it on Last Jedi. I'm really surprised they didn't do anything at D23 or Comic-Con. Like, nothing. And plus, all the bad press, they've done nothing to try and change the narrative. So you want to know what my guess is? They're like, billions of people watch the Super Bowl. Let's put a two-and-a-half-minute Super Bowl trailer up. Like, let's just, let's be one, let's... Star Wars will blow up the internet on its own. Imagine what it will do when that just drops on the Super Bowl. I think and it's right. all Millennium Falcon and it's all Lando. But we got to see he's got to say something in the trailer. It'll be Solo's a trailer. No, no, no. He'll say else. stuff. He'll say like I'm Han Solo. And he'll or and we'll see Lando, I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. You'll see Chewie. Yeah. You'll see all of those folks. I dude, honestly, because of where we're at with this movie, and I'm probably wrong, I'm getting too excited. They might even throw a Boba Fett oh, at the end of that. You know what I mean? I at the end the, of that trailer. I think the vibe, I really think the vibe of the trailer is gonna be a lot of things sort of like when Han's running down the Death Star with Chewie and the guns and he's like running towards the big group of stormtroopers and he's like ah like running down. like i think the vibe of it's going to be a lot of 
See, uh, I that, and you're gonna get the don't tell me the odds, and I think I think that more than the wacky stuff. Yes. Be, just because of the narrative they need to correct about this movie was like we got rid of the jokey guys, and now we have Ron Howard. Do you know what I mean? No, totally. So I think yes, but I think even more so than that. You want to know what I think the whole two minutes is gonna feel like? It's gonna feel like that shot in the Force Awakens trailer where the Falcon like goes up and like does this. Yes. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a lot of that. And it's gonna be like him learning to drive for the first time. Yes, the new ride. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, like that's so dumb. I love it. But here's the thing: you're totally right. And that's what people want from this movie, like in learning to drive. But not like learning to drive, because he's a, he's an ace pilot. It's just going to be him driving the Falcon for the first Although time. Although I'm telling and... you, with Cisco and I were talking about this, we were packing up pins to ship out. I might even, I don't know if I've told you this. My theory is that he doesn't do the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. <laughs> he does it in like 14, and we find out he just tells people that. I think that would be awesome. And so Han Solo. Dude, I got to tell you, I'm... I've been thinking about it. I'm, I'm really, ex I'm getting excited for this movie. I'm thinking about <laughs> it. And I'm like, I'm thinking about it. Could it's suck, like, but it could be great. But, he, but I'm like going, you know what, man? I okay, couple of things, and you're gonna go. You're out of your mind on one of them. I know, and I'm probably gonna eat a lot of crow for it. A, Lawrence Kasdan wrote this script. Ron Howard's a fantastic director. Yes. Most of the time. Most of the time. Not recently. Not recently, but I just, I'm like, Larry Kasdan, Ron Howard. And Lord and Miller. And Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller are great like, directors. Like, I just finished binge watching, catching up and binge watching on the first season of Atlanta, and it's like, Donald Glover, dude, is so good. We already love Amelia Clark. Like, Woody's in it. I just, I'm getting excited for just a, not necessarily a nostalgic filled It's going to be romp, But I have bomb. a feeling that this thing is just going to be like 180 miles an hour and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to say it here right now. I think Solo is going to do better in China than The Last Jedi did. I know. See, he's going to look at me like I'm an idiot. Why? I think that the vibe of this movie is going to be on par in the trailers with like a Fast and with Furious. a Fast and, not, and I'm by no means comparing Star Wars to Fast and the Furious, but a lot of the American movies that are the top grossing movies in China are those fast-paced chases, popcorn. popcorn, just fun, 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 color, color, color movies, and... Because it's an origin story, I don't necessarily think that there's all this other baggage that you needed to, you see, needed to see leading into this movie. Uh, I mean, listen, I think with how with what happened with Last Jedi in China, which should Disney be worried? No. No, Sorry. not at all. And it, Top 10 movies all. of all time. Yeah. Uh, I think at this point now, Disney's decided that Star Wars is... China's not their priority. Now the priority is worldwide box office as high as they can get it which a lot of people don't think solo is gonna do well now it has a lot of things that are going against it it's got a lot of competition in the way that last jedi rogue one and force awakens did not have right i'm thrilled that we're getting star wars in may because i'm ready for a new star wars movie already <laughs> but i'm also like man 
I'm really not looking forward to the clickbait about all the should we panic shit about Solo. Like, here's the deal. Disney has another movie coming out that's going to smash Han Solo. Infinity War Two weeks gonna... before Solo comes out. Is it two weeks before or after? No, it's two weeks before. And so... then I think Deadpool's the week before Solo comes out. So that right there. Like, talk about movie theater fatigue. You've got... And first of all, Deadpool is going to get smashed around by Infinity War. Like, Infinity War is... Infinity War is going to be probably the top grossing movie of 2018. If Infinity War gets good reviews, Infinity War could be the top grossing movie of a long time, like yeah. since Force Awakens. Uh, the problem with Infinity War, unfortunately for Infinity War, is Deadpool automatically slices into its second yeah. week. Uh, Han Solo slices into its third week. So all these movies are going to be fighting each other. Or we could end up having this perfect storm thing where I don't know if you remember when... Attack of the Clones came out. So did Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And, like, there was another movie that came out. I think Matrix 2. And those three movies came out, like, three weeks of each other. And it w I worked at a movie theater in high school when those came out. And it was just, like, a flurry of crazy. It was just insane. Because they everybody was just trying to get in to see one of those movies so it, they could end up helping each other but i think that realistically han solo makes close to 100 mil opening weekend it'll beat that it'll, beat, it'll do yeah. like 150 opening weekend i think that's still 100 million yeah. less what did rogue one do like i, I think remember. one one rogue one i might have done 120 so you maybe like 100 10, 115, maybe less, depending on how the reviews are. If the reviews are like, I think all the people that hate Last Jedi are going to love. No, I Han think Solo. so. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that there are, um, there's that section out there in fandom that really, 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 with the movie, and I, I think that, especially if this comes out of the gate going, this is going to be a popcorn fun romp, I think that you're right. I think that the people that had an issue with it are going to love it, but I also think that there's a good chance that if this trailer is cut properly and cut right, it's going to bring a lot of butts to the theaters, and then if it's a... If it ends up being like, holy crap, that was that was so much fun. That was just a lot of fun. I think word of mouth on Solo will really kind of give it some legs at that point. Yeah. I think so, too. And, and again, I know I'm pointing out the obvious. but Yeah. These are all, this is all like, we're, we're not uh, movie pundits. No, like, we are not. Like, there's probably, Perry Nemiroff, who we had on our show, is probably watching this going, these guys are idiots. Yeah. We don't like, know what we're talking Ken about. Ken Napsog's like, idiots. Yeah. Like, we don't know what we're talking about. That's not the point. Hello, dum-dum. Hello, dum-dum. You guys look like really dum-dum <laughs> over there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the cool solo news we had this week. So we saved a piece of news for the conversation with ourselves. Um, we finally got a synopsis this week from our good friends at Lucasfilm and, and the Walt Disney Corporation. A synopsis. And so I'm going to read this synopsis. And Alex is going to make facial expressions while I do. Okay. Are you ready? All of my facial expressions <clears throat> express how I feel. Here we go, buddy. 
board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story, an all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades deep within the dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot, Chewbacca, and encounters the notorious gambler, Lando Calrissian. Well, well, what have we here? In a journey that will set the course of one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. And scene. Holy... Oh my gosh, it sounds so good. It sounds good. It also sounds exactly like what you think that movie is going to be. <laughs> like, that movie could have said, like, it has the Millennium Falcon, Chewbacca, Lando, Lando and, and all of your great curly, furly friends. Curly, furly. <laughs> uh, the key word there for me is criminal underworld. underworld. That's the key word right there. And that's what we all want to see. And it also is going to make fans go... Criminal Underworld, Jabba the Hutt, Boba Fett, Greedo, or as Steve would say, Guido. Guido. I Guido. call him Guido. <laughs> you all seen my chest hair. You know why I call him Guido. <laughs> the, uh, I, listen, Jabba's for sure in this movie. Boba Fett is, I bet all those bounty hunters in it. I bet Bosk is in it. I bet Boba Fett's in it. I bet IG-88's in it. They're all in it. The question is... If they're not in it, don't go on the internet and start crying that they're not in it. Oh, that's what get a given. There's people out there right now that are already have the tweet written up. No Boba Fett? Okay, okay. Hold on one sec. Okay. Earlier in the show, you did the throne room scene that everybody... Would, you all want the me families, to do... I want you to do the Solo movie okay, that all okay. the fans want right okay. now. Hypothetical Han Solo movie that everybody wants. Go. Okay, uh, I'm Han Solo. I just won this Millennium Falcon in a game of some EU relevance that Alex doesn't even know offhand. And I won it uh, doing the Kessel Run, which I did in 12 parsecs with my buddy Lando. And that's his friend Lobot. And I'm gonna explain to you all the science of that thing around his ears. Uh-oh, we're getting shot at by a bunch of bounty hunters. Oh my gosh, it's Boba Fett from Empire Strikes Back. Did you know his dad was Jango Fett? He was also the guy that they used to make the clones. You don't say. Those are Mandalorians, like Sabine from Rebels. I know Sabine. I ran into her when I was hanging out on Tatooine. You been to Tatooine? Yeah, I ran into this guy. He's a Jedi. They go to Tatooine, and then he's like, this is my friend. And they look over, and it's Ewan McGregor, and he goes, hello there. And it just goes, Kenobi, coming next year. And then Boba Fett pops his head and goes, he goes, Boba Fett, coming the next year. And it's literally just trailers for all the movies that people want. Disney is printing money. Lord Miller's like, printing that's what we money. were trying to do, and then they fired us. <laughs> if I was Lord Miller, that's what I would do as my bit. All the gripes that all the fans had, I would just actively seek it out and go, that's what That's what, what I was saying. <laughs> that would be, like, that's what I was saying. Like, make that their whole bit. Everything that the fans say they wanted, Lord knows, like, well, that's what we wanted to do. We tried. We got fired. We tried. We told them. They didn't listen. What is something you have to see in this movie? Like, you have to or you will be mad. 
Like Last Jedi, like didn't give us stuff that we thought we wanted. So I'm just like, I think like, that the Last Jedi has prepared me to to uh, go in for the unexpected. To go in for the unexpected, and it also has helped me um, grieve with my own um, my own wants of the original trilogy. It makes me okay with. You know what? I've got the original trilogy. I've got. I've already got those moments. Wait a minute. I'm. You, is this really happening right this now? This is really happening right now. Oh my god! This is a big deal. Like this. This is a really big deal. But you know, the Last Jedi has really kind of helped me um, be okay with the fact that we're moving forward. And and like I was saying, I've got those movies. I've already got those moments, and I get to watch them whenever I want, however I want. As many times as I want, and nothing ever is going to be as great as those moments were when I first experienced them in that way. Um, i got to be honest with you. I have one requirement for this movie. Okay. And it's going to sound super generic and super lame. I just need Alden out. I can't even say his last Alden name right Ehrenreich. now. I just need Alden Ehrenreich to possess the charisma... And I need him to command the screen the way that Solo did in all of the previous films. And that is a tough task for him to do. I don't need him to do a Han Solo Harrison Ford impersonation. Cut to two months and he's like, I fucking hated Solo. Maybe, I don't know. But right now, this is how I'm feeling. I'm truly, honestly going... I just wanted to capture the essence of that character. Okay, that's a big fish. That's like a given. Like, we hope we get as close to that as we want. I don't need... I, I don't... I'm just... Okay, so here, I'll, let me simplify that idea. Because I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying. Hold on. You're like me with the saber. Breathe it out, big boy. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. No, ahead, I'm going to say, ahead. what do they need to do in the trailer to make you comfortable with that? That, that you're going to get something close... There's... I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way... There's no way that in this first movie... You're going to be like... Or in the first trailer? In the fir- in, even in this whole movie, there's no way. I, I would be shocked if you walk out of that theater and you go, holy shit, he's as good a Han Solo as Harrison Ford. I'd be shocked. Now, that's, that's putting a lot on it. Here's what I need in the trailer. In the trailer, I just need him to give... I just need the reaction shot. He doesn't even need to say anything. I just need the reaction shot of him, whether it's a wink to whoever or whatever that just completely embodies the character that's going to make me go I'm there. But if I get a trailer of this kid and it is just way off or it's a really bad Harrison Ford impersonation, that's when I'm going to have an issue. I don't think with. there's any way it's a Harrison Ford. No, I don't either. Now, here's what I think. Now, I'm not a successful method actor by any means. I make my living doing commercials. I understand where my where my talent level is on the threshold of being an actor. How would you feel? Because I feel like the best approach here and truly what they want is they want the opposite of an impression of Harrison Ford. I think that's the opposite of what they want. I think they want an actor to bring their own flavor to this character and embody the character. And this is really going to be the first time... We're seeing Christian Bale as Batman. 
as opposed to Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah. This is the first time they're going to try giving us another character, another actor playing a character and seeing if it works. This is, we're getting Pierce Brosnan's Bond. It's not as good as Connery's, it's just different. So like... I think what what, what more like what's more likely than you getting a Harrison Ford impression? I think that's that it's possible that's what they reshot. They're like, no, he's just doing a Harrison Ford impression. We're fucked. Yeah, sorry, Patty, but I think more likely he's going to make his own choices that work for him. That he can access the character through those choices. Same thing with Donald Glover. I don't think you're going to get a Billy D impression at all. I don't think you're even going to have any of that like. Hello there, no, but I'll tell you what I think we're going to get. We're going to get an elevation of that character that none of us were expecting. Oh, I think you might as well call this movie Lando, a Star Wars story. Now, let me turn the tables on you. What is something that you have to see in this trailer to make you just that big nerd boner just go to town? I truly, if I, if what I would love this trailer to feel like is like it's an Indiana Jones trailer. Not a Star Wars trailer. Excitement. Adventure. Adventure. That's what like, I was trying to say earlier. Bright colors. Yes. Orange and like yellows and sky. I want to see the sky. I want this idea of just like we're off. We're in the stars. Like we're planet side. Not a lot of like we spent so like the hilarious thing is and like everyone was I'm, there's no space. There's no space in Force Awakens. And then in Last Jedi, we're like, oh my gosh, this whole movie is either in space or on this island. And it's like, oh, it's a lot of time in space. Like, I, I want to feel, I want alien planets. I want to feel like, the elements. Feel the elements. I wouldn't mind a little bit more CG around me. Like, a lot of practical too, but like, let's get some vibrant colors. Let's make this a fun, you know what I want Solo to be? I want Solo to be the most rewatchable Star Wars movie. I want Solo to be like Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I want Solo... Which is a great point, and that's exactly what I think this movie... Unexpected. Yes. I want it to be like Ant-Man. Like, I just throw that on. Mm -hmm. I don't just throw on Empire Strikes Back. I don't just throw on Rogue One. I won't just throw on... Last Jedi, but I do throw on Force Awakens. I do throw on A New Hope. But like movies that I can just throw on and just like make dinner and just have a laugh and hear the the Williams themes and uh, the, the uh, I always forget I forget I'm forgetting the the actual composer. Um, hear the themes. Just having a light adventure, not a heavy dense Star Wars movie. I love that about The Last Jedi. It's a very dense, heavy Star Wars movie. It's still very funny, but the themes are not light, right? Mm -hmm. I think if I had to choose, like, I think the solo theme will be a little bit about, like, maybe, like, choosing a side a little bit maybe like a little bit but he's not really on a side when we get to a new hope like he's gonna have to have a reason oh, wow do you think we might get sort of that theme that we, we got out of benicio's dj character a with, little with, bit with han like don't join man like you don't need to do that and han maybe doesn't ever truly buy into the thing maybe that's why he agrees to do the a new hope run i, I don't know i don't want to get too yeah. into because that just sounds like a straight up adventure yeah like, it does I just want straight up adventure. 
Indiana Jones in space, but with Han Solo. Yes. It, it, if you can't get the actor to exude energy, get all the pieces around him to feel like an Indiana Jones movie, then we're, we're in good shape. And again, that's a big ask. But I think this trailer needs to be bright. It needs to be fun. I don't think you're going to get a lot of talking. I think you're going to get really great catchphrases and funny jokes. They're going to give you a lot of like punchy moments, like the Porg screaming. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of that. You're going to get a lot of Chewy like ripping a guy's arms off. Be like, ah! You're going to get a lot of that stuff. And you're going to get tons of the Falcon. Like they're the Falcon is going to just be like the, the Falcon's star. going to be the main character of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I'm pumped. Are you pumped? Are you pumped? Leave in the comments if you're pumped. I'm pumped. No. Mm, Anti-pumped. Anti-pumped. Deflated. I hope he's like, actually, that scene that Alex described sounds perfect. Yes, it does. For Han Solo. It does. But you didn't get it in your reenactment, though. You didn't tell us how he met Chewie. Oh, well, uh, where do we start? It was, I, I won I this game. I just won this game. I just won this game. And then... He goes, and then we we slowly pull back, and he's explaining that to a guy uh, to Chewie at the bar who's uninterested, and Love Chewie's it. like goes like, and he goes yeah, and he goes like you want to get out of here, and they just leave. Love it. There's no deep significance at all. That's all I need. Yeah, uh, but then Chewie, there's also this big long thing about why Chewie doesn't age. He like finally explains it. He's like I'm gonna look the same and. 30 years. In fact, I'm going to look younger in 30 years. I'm going to look younger in 30 years. I'm going to look combed out. Uh, I'm super pumped for Solo, and I have to tell you, like, it sounds really dumb, but I was so happy with how The Last Jedi turned out and how it made me feel. I'm really excited for the opportunity to have a completely different experience. Me too. I think that's what I'm most excited about. I really am. Yeah. Like... As much, as much as I love The Last Jedi, um, I'm ready for some popcorn. Give me some popcorn for, for two hours. I'm ready. Not that The Last Jedi didn't have popcorn moments or anything. It's just, it was but a real deep movie it's, on there's not super of, layers. And, it's, there's not a lot of popcorn yeah, moments in that movie. You know? I mean, let's be real. What like, well, popcorn movie in, moment in Last Jedi is the Huck's phone call. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm, BB-8 and, on and I'm not taking away the movie moments that we were talking about previously, but just the, like the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe of just. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is actually a great. Yeah. Uh, if it can land anywhere in Guardians One, and I'm not saying it needs to be as funny no. or as silly. I'm just saying the tone and the energy, the adventure of it. It's like yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah. All right. That buddy. felt good to talk about Solo and not. Yeah. How, why people are so mad about Last Jedi. It felt good. These shirts positivity. are great. These shirts are great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Uh, once again, we will see you next week with our guest, John Schnepp. Uh, be sure, if you haven't, subscribe to our channel, like this video, and like we said during the intro, YouTube is changing the way they're doing monetizing. So if you haven't watched some of our older episodes, just do us a favor. Maybe click on one and let it play through. Put it on mute and walk Put away. Put it on mute and just walk away. Let that baby play through. We just need those watch times, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much. And remember, may the force be, be with, with you. Thanks for checking out the show. And if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please. 
give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends.